0: You've just stumbled upon episode two of the Mad Awakening podcast. Learning to trust your magic with Brianna Hester. Brianna is a dear friend of mine and also an ex-colleague. And she's founder of the social media management company, Busy Being Social. And there she helps female entrepreneurs In the health and wellness space, create a robust social media presence online. In this conversation, Brianna and I catch up. It's been a while since we've connected. And we talk about things like our favorite childhood stories and how they are reflective of our own personal hero's journey. We talk about how stories in general can affect our success in business and in life and in relationships for better or for worse. We talk about the early days navigating being an entrepreneur as we're both going through that and diving into the unknown and the unexpected. Brianna discusses a time that was really difficult for her this year in which she had gotten married and her and her husband finally found their dream house and they closed in on it only to find out two weeks later that she was laid off and how she navigated that really difficult situation and came out of it with such grace and power and clarity. We talk about how she developed a passion for skincare and for health and wellness And of course, we discuss social media, the power of authenticity and showing up consistently. How we can connect with our embodied versions of ourselves as a personal compass. And finally, ways that we can learn to foster the joy in our everyday lives. And I really enjoy this conversation with Brianna, and I hope you do too. So grab some hot tea, some kombucha, what have you. Sit down wherever you are and enjoy this conversation with Brianna on the Mad Awakening podcast. I think it's really good that we're doing this now, though, because it's the holiday season. Know. You <laughs> The tree know. in the background. Yeah. <clears throat> favorite time of year. It's getting colder. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of the season that people refer to with magic. Yeah. You know, Christmas season, holiday season. Mm -hmm. It's a magical time of year.
1: And people reflect back on their year a lot around this time. Yeah.
0: But I think it's fitting because when we started working together, when I was helping you build that website, Mm -hmm. One of the questions that I asked was, what was your favorite story? That's all right. And this is something I like to ask, whether it be at the end of a podcast or whether it be someone that, um, a potential client that I want to work with, I want to ask them, what was your favorite story growing up as a child? And you said it was Cinderella Cinderella for you.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting, um, the concept behind it, because I was trying to explain this to Hayden, and I forgot what his story was. And I was trying to explain, like, it's how you see yourself, right? Like, you see yourself in that story. Um, I couldn't exactly remember what you were saying with it,
0: though. Yeah, so, in my mind, the stories that you really attach yourself to as a child, or mm-hmm. the are reflective of your personal hero's journey
1: that's right
0: so the main character in the story that you relate to that's an aspect of you and yeah. you're seeing yourself go through this hero's journey and in some way depending on what the story is that's sort of your story that's what you're here to to learn yeah and, and to experience so
1: which i love that and i yours was aladdin right Yeah, so both
0: Disney, you know, it's a Disney time of year.
1: Well, it's so, like, nostalgic, too. Like, when I think of my childhood, I think of, like, the 1990 Disney movies, you know? Like, Cinderella, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, like, all those movies. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really believe that. In general, too, like, the stories that we attach ourselves to. I think, are really reflective on what we view, how we view the world. Yeah. Really, you know, and I've said before in in other places that a lot of times there are a lot of stories that we attach ourselves to that are not
1: helpful. Right.
0: Whether it be from, you know, parenting or from school or whatever. One
1: thousand percent.
0: And so a lot of this process that we've gone through, you and I, this past year, which by the way, has been a magical year just yeah. in terms of all the changes that we've both have gone through. It's
1: been a year. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So a lot of it has been a a reflection on the stories that we attach ourselves to and yeah. seeing what stories are helping me grow, and what stories are holding us back.
1: Yes. Well, and I've spent a lot of time the last couple months, I feel like really like rewiring my brain from those stories that are holding me back. Like I've spent a lot of work on self-limiting beliefs and stuff like that um, that have really like prevented me, I feel like, from hitting that next level. Um, And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication um, and a lot of like sitting with yourself and really like like looking at your traumas and looking at the stories that you grew up with and trying to be the one like, no, I'm not going to believe this anymore. You know, I'm not going to be listening to the same stories that I've been fed my whole entire life. And that is hard. That's hard. Yeah.
0: You know, for me, I just got back from... Uh, seeing my dad's side of the family mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving, and you know, so much love in that family, and and so appreciative of of everything. Uh, the big family over there. But one of the main stories that I sort of unconsciously attached myself to, just seeing my dad growing up, was that you know, in order to be successful, it's hard work. Yeah, it's hard. And you have to do it all the time and work is your life. Yep. You know, and I love my dad. He he's dedicated his whole life to supporting his family, you know, which is so admirable, right? But I have also seen where he has he has chosen to work harder and not smarter. Yeah. And it has, you know, has held him back in a lot of ways. And so bringing that to us, you know. As we both have started our own businesses, um, I think that's a huge, huge story to rewire. Yeah. Is hard work doesn't always equal success or equal, you know, getting to your goals. Mm -hmm. I really believe that I want an equal balance of of work and play. And I think the play helps the work
1: yeah my my dad's famous last words is when I went to college I had no AC and I walked up a hill with all my books and I paid for it all myself you know which is incredible in and of itself but like just because it was hard for you in that aspect doesn't mean it has to be hard you know going forward and you and i have talked a lot about not trading our time for money and that is one thing that i've really been trying to like rewrite because especially like in the corporate world you show up and you get paid for working 9 to 5 you know you are literally trading your time for money um and that's been a hard one to like rewire and like sit in the silence and like sit in you don't have to be busy all the time to be productive or to make money,
0: right? And I, you know, and I found that it's actually during those times of play, during those times of contemplative practices, what have you, you know, whether it's like just sitting in silence and not doing anything, yeah. or just being either your, yourself or whether it's you know meditation or walking in the park or something. Those times when you're not inundated with stimulation, yeah, are where the 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 ideas come through.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um and before we get too far into it, I kind of wanted to so your last podcast, you started off by thanking a few people. Yeah. And I wanted to do that too. Please. Okay. So one of the people that I wanted to thank is actually you because even like when we were back working together, um just the conversations that we had, it's conversations that I've always kind of had growing up, but never had anyone outside like my mom really talking about those things. And it really started getting my wheels turning. I mean, just so many things, so many aspects, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff. Um, And when we went through our transition, when we got let go this summer, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to, go build my own company. I'm going to do my own thing. Like that empowered me so much. And if you wouldn't have done that, I don't know if I would have created my company. So for that, I wanted to say thank you. Um, I also wanted to say thank you to Hayden, my husband, um, because this year has been very hard for me in a lot of ways. It's been amazing growth. Um, But right after... Uh, we got let go. You know, we just closed on a house. You know, two weeks ago, we just moved into a house two weeks ago. Um, And there's a lot of scary stuff that comes with that too. So Hayden has literally been my rock. And I remember one time we were sitting in the kitchen, and I was like telling him, like, I'm gonna make this work. Like, don't worry. And he's like, I believe in you. Like, don't don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Like, I know you're gonna be successful. And I was like, that was the calming like thing I needed to hear. That's like, okay. I like feel very supported. So those are the top two people I really wanted to uh think in this episode, especially as, you know, moving forward, building busy being social. Um, you know, you guys have like really helped me. So. Wow. Well,
0: I really appreciate that. Yeah. And um I'm glad to have you as a partner on this journey. We were yeah partners and in, in our job together now oh. and uh i knew that shortly out like i was a big reason why evan hired you um i was like no she's the one okay like, yeah. I, I just know yeah but l- l- later on um i really got the sense of no we're supposed to like i don't know if we're supposed to work together in this setting right but I feel like we have some wisdom to share with each other. Absolutely. Um, and that was something that I, you know, I I told Chayna too. I'm like, I, I feel like I need to keep her Yeah. Keep her close. Yeah. You know?
1: Absolutely. Well, and I just feel like you're such a wealth of knowledge, kinda of going back to what we were talking about before the podcast and stuff like that. Um, you just have a lot of great insight and um I guess life wisdom. So it's really, really helped me. Um, kind of figure out like what my path is. Where do I wanna take my company? Like what do I really want to do? And it's really like opened up those conversations in my mind to like sit down and really think about. So
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And just to kind of just a little bit of background. So Brianna and I worked together at our at a startup at our previous job. Um and then we did some really great things. And we got to hone our skills in a lot of different ways, um but you know the risks of of being working at a startup yeah. you know um showed their head, <coughs> and uh you know we got let go, but it was really like that experience that gave me the confidence to be like, "Oh, I know I can do this, yeah, I know I can be an entrepreneur now, in the couple of months since then. It's not that I don't know how to be an entrepreneur. It is honing in on exactly what my offering is. Yeah. Just because we have this skill set for something doesn't mean that that's what our soul wants to offer to the world. Yeah. Right? Like, I know that other people will, relate to a story where you go to college for something because you think this will get me a good job. So I learn these skills. And I make it through college. I dealt with all the classes, you know, and I get the job. Yep. And I'm at the job for a few years, and I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. I'm making the money. But deep down, I'm not fulfilled. Yeah. I'm not happy. We really have to pay attention to what other people notice about you, what they ask your opinions about, um, your advice about, what they ask you for help for, Um Because it's not like those skills are useless, but perhaps we can use those skills in a different way.
1: Right. That analogy that you just gave, I feel like is so applicable to me and like the experience that I've gone through lately with getting let go. Um, And it's also kind of like, have you ever been in a relationship with someone and like you've kind of came to the realization it's not going to work? And then you start getting those panicky feelings because like, your whole life is about to change, but you know, you need to do this. That was exactly what I went through when we got let go from Hired Up. um, Because I just hit a point where one, I like finally realized just how burnt out I was. And when you hit that point of such extreme burnout, I didn't even know if I wanted to do social media marketing anymore. And we talked so much about this um, at Hired Up about not like putting all of your, I forgot what we said, but like not all of your energy in work, like you matter more places outside of work. And I realized through that experience that I had put all of my value in my work. And so whenever I hit a place where I don't know if I want to do social media marketing anymore, it was like a total loss of identity. Like I didn't even know who I was or what I wanted to be. I had no job, you know, just signed on a house. I need to make money, you know, social media marketing is the only way I know how to make money. Um, and so I like spiraled um, internally, not really externally. I didn't like go on vendors or anything, but like internally, it just felt like mental warfare was going on. Um, and it's very, very applicable to that analogy that you just gave of the college student Because, you know, imagine going to college, spending, or even getting your master's degree, you know, spending four years going to college, getting your master's degree, going into this profession, and then realizing, I don't really like it. You know, that's a lot of time and effort that you put into something. And to be the one to say, I'm not going to do that anymore because it doesn't fulfill me, like, that takes some kahuna's. <laughs> it's a scary process, you know.
0: But also what's scarier? Right? Think yeah. about that. Staying in something out of uh an a uh, feeling of obligation or comfortability. Yeah. And then sacrificing your your spirit. Yeah. You know which is going to send you into depression it's going to affect your relationships it's going to affect so many different aspects of your life yeah or taking that leap of faith and i think that's kind of what you you're talking about here you're kind of glancing over it but you've said it twice like this is quite a story you know to be to be at a job in this in this job in this um housing market mm-hmm. that we've been in the past couple of years. Yeah. You know, you and when we were working together, I you got married.
1: I've been through a lot of life changes lately. <laughs> I feel like I'm like
0: <laughs> you literally you, you were you and Hayden have been, you know, scouring across the metroplex for that perfect home. Mhm. You guys finally get a, uh, you know, a uh, a place that works within your budget that you and that you like that you mm-hmm. like the location you put all that you know down payment and and closing costs in on a house and then life life has other plans
1: yeah um well and even like so we got married and then at work we were going through a lot of changes at work we completely changed our business model which really kind of laid on you and I's shoulders to really carry out. Um, And that was a scary process for me in and of itself too, of just learning this whole way of business, which is something I had told myself my whole entire life. I didn't want to be client facing. I don't want to give presentations. I don't want to have to be the face of, you know, something. Um, And here I was (laughs) at work, (laughs) um, you know, kind of facing my fears in a way and now I know it really prepared me because if I wouldn't have gone through that experience I wouldn't be able to have created busy being social so you know I write about it in my gratitude journal all the time and I talked about it the other day on my social media like be thankful for your challenges because they really do get you to where you need to be but you know I was experiencing a lot of like internal turmoil and stress through work And then buying a house, we decided to buy a house and we weren't really in a rush, but the market, just the how things move, like you just have to, we had to send a list, an updated list every single week to our realtor. We had to go look at things and mind you, some of it, a lot of it was like in the middle of the day. So I'm trying to like work around meetings. I mean, I took several meetings, you know, at like random coffee shops. One of the coffee shops that I had to take a meeting at was closed, didn't have Wi-Fi. Hayden had to meet the person at the house. So I'm like sitting outside this closed coffee shop trying to do a meeting and, you know, look at a house. So that whole process was very stressful. So it's just been like a bunch of roller coasters, I feel like, throughout the year, you know, getting married, trying to move. And moving in and of itself was a big thing for me. I've lived in Dallas for seven years and i really have built a lot of comfortabilities around that you know i had my my walk to the gym i had my gym i had my my trail like i had my creature comforts um and granted we didn't move far but any type of move you're adjusting your lifestyle you know we live in the suburbs now
0: (laughs) the burbs burbs. like lomo baby yeah
1: (laughs) that's an adjustment in and of itself and then, you know, it comes summertime, I'm on this high. I'm like, okay, things are finally working out. You know, I'm finally adjusting to our new work schedule. And it's been six months in at this point. Um, we finally got a house after all the stress and just like, gosh, it just weighs on you so much shopping for houses. We finally get a house and we move in and you're on such a high. Two weeks later, get let go from our job. <laughs> and it's just like that. Literally has been the catalyst for so many things. And it was a hard fucking thing to go through. I don't know if we can cut yeah, that. <laughs> it was a very, very hard thing to go through. Um But I feel like I'm a completely different person now. Because I've spent so much time working on myself through that. Because I was lost. I was quote unquote, broke, I didn't have a job, just put all of our savings into a house. Um, And really didn't know what I wanted to do with my career. And, you know, I felt just very lost and didn't have a lot of clarity on things. And so, um, you know, I just spent a lot of time meditating. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's the only thing I can do right now. And I meditated a lot, I journaled a lot, I went outside and walked on the ground barefoot, because I'm mm. like, this isn't normally things that I would do, but I'm so desperate. <laughs> like I'm anything just to give me semblance of hope. Um, and I remember too, going back to like breaking stories and limiting beliefs, I wrote down all of my limiting beliefs on a piece of paper and started burning them. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if this is working, but I'm literally going to try anything. And I mean, hey, I'm on the other side now. So, you know, something had to have worked. But it was, um, and it still kind of is, you know, still now I'm navigating being an entrepreneur and owning a business. And so still that roller coaster, but I think it's kind of how you manage it internally will manage the ride, you know, the ups and downs, you know. But yes, a lot of life changes (laughs) in one year. I'm like, I'm ready for a a little bit of consistency now just to level out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of like, you know, once you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of like getting, expecting the unexpected, (laughs) being in a place to handle that. Right. Um, But also like not making... like for me it's so easy to overcomplicate things Mm -hmm. and there's almost like this unconscious going back to that story of you know my dad yeah oh i i like will make things hard just because i think that's the way it's supposed to be
1: it's almost like a toxic relationship you think if we're fighting a lot or if we're yelling at each other a lot that means you know we're so passionate yeah, about each yeah, other. It's right?
0: Like, and that could be, you know, parents growing up. You know, right. It could be a lot of different reasons. It's a beautiful thing when you get what you ask for. Yeah. Because those, and I like using the word challenge instead of this is hard. Yeah. Right. Because.
1: Good way to reframe.
0: Hard is kind of like, it's more like on the external Mm -hmm. focused, whereas I feel like using the word challenge, this is a challenge. Involves you personally to overcome. Exactly. It's like a game. Mm -hmm. Games are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right? A game wouldn't be fun if it wasn't challenging. It was just easy mode and you just, you know, went through the whole game and beat the boss easily, you know? Yeah. This game sucks. Oh, that's funny. You know? Yeah. So I kind of want to go into... Busy being social. Yeah. You know, um, this is a social media marketing company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want you to talk about like the types of, of people that, that you service.
1: Yeah. So whenever I created Busy Being Social, I mean, I know one thing from social media is like you really need to niche down and find your target audience. Um, and on top of that too, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like, Working with people you really want to work with, enjoying your work. And I just really sat down with it and thought, if I really want to enjoy this process, if I want to enjoy my business, who would I enjoy working with most? So I kind of set out on, you know, women entrepreneurs, small business owners um, in the beauty, health, and wellness space, because those are all topics that I'm very passionate about. I, like creating content around beauty and wellness. And I like working with women. So I just kind of set out. I'm like, okay, that's who I'm going to work with. And I even had some people kind of be like, wait, you're only going to work with women? Like, what if other people come to you? You know, And they didn't quite understand like niching down and like really going after a specific target audience and wanting to work with a specific group of people um and i have clients right now who aren't women but that's who i want to work with most because that's who i identify with and i feel like that's where my strengths can really come out mm. um and really relate to someone because i like to approach business with a personal aspect and if we don't connect personally then it's probably not going to be a great partnership you know so there has to be some aspect where we like really gel and understand each other and you know working with your social media like I really have to understand your business very intimately too so it has to be businesses that I enjoy working with yeah. so made the decision to go after women entrepreneurs in the beauty and wellness space because um, it's already sort of things I'm enjoying right now yeah.
0: when you have a history like your personal pages you talk a lot about beauty and wellness and yeah showcase products that you're using yeah what's the story behind that like how did you start getting into having a passion for for beauty and skincare
1: so it actually started um whenever I was working with a company called Arbonne which is a direct marketing company network marketing company and someone introduced me to Arbonne, and then that just kind of got me, because there's a lot of things with Arbonne that are very clean, they're cruelty-free. There's a lot of ingredients that they don't include in their stuff, and it just got me down a rabbit hole of the type of ingredients that we do include here in the US versus um, the UK, I think the UK bans like over 2,000 ingredients in their health and wellness products that we put in our products. And so that got me down a rabbit hole. And then I was really looking, um, cruelty free beauty came up. And then animal testing came up. I mean, I was just going through a lot of rabbit holes. I am a huge dog person. I love my dog as much as a human. <laughs> I feel like I birthed my dog. <laughs> That's how much I love him. And I was just kind of going through animal testing and what they do. And it's in household pets, it's not just, you know, rats yeah. that you know, are out there. They, test on dogs and bunnies, cute little animals. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really got me down the rabbit hole of really supporting cruelty-free beauty. Um, But also too, in Arbonne, you're really teaching people about the products and showing them about the products. Learning more about the products just got me deeper into skincare and looking your best. And I think it kind of goes back to a wellness aspect too. I enjoy taking care of myself. I enjoy facials and stuff like that because that's part of my wellness routine. Mm-hmm. That's what helps me feel my best, my best self. And it's not really for an exterior thing. It's not like I'm trying to look best, my best, which, you know, there's some aspect to it, but it just makes me feel good. Um, and so that's kind of how I got started in beauty and skincare and stuff like that. And really where my passion started growing is whenever I started talking to other people about it.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing that came to my mind while you're talking about skincare and just feeling your best is it's kind of like Cinderella getting all dolled yeah, up. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. What a connection, but you're so right. Yeah.
0: Do you have a fairy godmother?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 if I do, show yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah, you know, and the things that we offer instead of like looking for, okay, here are the skills I know accounting. So let me offer accounting, right? I like to focus and like to tell other people this too, because I'm going through this, focusing on a problem that you have solved yourself in the past. Like, instead of focusing on okay i have these skills focus on what problems have i solved for myself yeah it could be obviously fitness you know if lost weight and it's changed your life and you feel better and you become passionate about fitness like i would rather learn that from that person than you know just because they know how to do
1: taxes. Oh, yeah. And this has kind of been coming up a lot. I went to like an online, like a free online course, and they were talking about online courses and online education and digital products. Um, And it really just drove home the fact that everyone has something that you've gone through that you can help someone else with. Um, One of the examples that they gave in that was a lady who went through a divorce and her highest selling course was how to go through a divorce with children in mind peacefully and she's like making millions of dollars off of it Um, because that's a very you know personal example but that other people are going through too so if you can help other people with that you know people would rather learn from someone who's gone through that exact situation versus you know I don't a know. divorce lawyer. Yeah, exactly. because um, it's not impersonal. So I've been thinking about that a lot myself of like how can I help people in that way? Like what experiences have I gone through um and how can I help people move through that? Because I love helping people inherently. Um I love giving back and I feel like that's kind of one of the aspects I think I'm just kind of now realizing that too as <laughs> sort of speaking through it. Um, but I think that's one of the aspects that I can really help a lot of people because we've all gone through our stuff. Um, and if you can help someone get from A to C without having to, you know, do the dive, you know, down the middle on B, like, that's a win.
0: I mean, even taking someone from A to B. Yeah. You know, I think, all, you know, we get caught up in, oh, I need to – have this degree or i need to be an act a, a guru at something. Right. You just need to be a couple steps ahead of someone else. Yeah. That person is going to look at you like a god, yeah. you know?
1: The audio that like lives rent free in my mind around this is there's people out there with half your talent, half your age out there killing it, you know? So <sighs> it just takes Oh my gosh. like starting it just take that first step um because you don't have to be the smartest person in the room and life isn't about being the smartest person in the room um but it's about you know helping people you know move through things
0: oh my gosh that's that is such that rent-free thing i mean that is to a t yeah the stuff i've been dealing with and also like how an abundance of knowledge can actually hold you back yeah um, I know for me, even just like in the branding stuff, I'll see other people who have no brand, who have very little yeah. branding experience, kill it. Yeah. Because they don't have all this knowledge of, oh, everything, every little tiny thing has to be perfect. And you right. notice all these other things. And, you know, even if it's self help, which is self improvement. Right. I will get caught up reading and reading and just eating books on Mm self-improvement. But that knowledge doesn't really mean anything unless you go out and apply it.
1: It's kind of like analysis paralysis, you know, a little bit. Um, And I feel like I do this all the time too. And it's almost like if I read this one more book, you know, if if I do this one more thing, and it almost is like... I'm a little bit too scared to do it now, but after I read this, maybe I'll, I'll be a little bit more confident. You know, after I do this e-course, maybe I'll be a little bit more confident, you know, and it's, life is about just doing it fucking scared, you know, like, <laughs> you might be scared, you might not truly know what you're doing, you know, but...
0: No one does. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that's something that I've really had to... Um, tell myself a lot lately is no one knows what they're doing. You know, everyone in life is just trying to figure it out. Um, so why can't I? You yeah. know, just I'm trying to give myself the same grace that I would give, yeah. you know, a random stranger on the street. That's right. You know?
0: I think, I know for me, like I can get addicted to the idea of becoming. Oh, I'm becoming this. Mm-hmm. But by saying becoming, that means it's it's not here, it's over there. Right and there's a comfortability in it being there and being like on the path to get there mm-hmm. as opposed to living from that place right in which case you have no excuse you know right. you just you are it you're not becoming it mm-hmm. you already are it yeah and just embodying that that person which you already are right you know um as a social media marketer too um I really think that's what social media is about, right? We, we get caught up in, you know, the, what was that documentary? Social Dilemma, right? Oh, yes. Like all, the, all the negatives about social yeah. media, right? If we really step back and, you know, not focus on the, the the social media companies or whatever they're doing, social media is about connection. It's about all of us. It really takes all of us sharing our unique experiences mm-hmm. and stories with each other in a way that we haven't have in recorded history been able to before
1: yeah i think the overall shift around social media too is moving more towards that and it's been kind of um like coaching people a little bit on that because it's very easy to like you said get caught up in the negative or just look at all your followers and your likes. But if you get down to it, a strong community is what's going to support your brand. A strong community is what's going to buy from you. Um, So it's not about the followers. It's not about any of that. It's it's about sharing your story, whether your brand or your person, um, and making it just more human. And I feel like the more that we can bring that into business, like, gosh, so many companies would do so well whenever you stop looking at the numbers or, you know, which I'm not saying completely just head in the clouds, yeah. you know, type thing. But like start adding more human aspects into your business and social media helps you do that in a lot of ways and it helps you share your story and the behinds of the scenes of things and gives people kind of like an inside look at, you know, What's happening? And something that I've really liked that I'm seeing a lot on social media is the raw, unfiltered that people are starting to see more, especially in the beauty community. Mm -hmm. I saw a video of a makeup artist the other day doing her makeup. Um, She had no filter on. She didn't have a ring light on. She had natural, textured skin, you know, things that we all deal with. And the comment section was just blowing up. And they're like, thank you so much for showing up so raw and authentic and I think people are craving that right now like people are over the filters they're over the over edited um you know people are craving that authentic story human to human connection especially coming out of covid where a lot of people were locked down I think you know people are just wanting raw and authentic human experiences
0: Authenticity and vulnerability, I think, are the two keys mm-hmm. in creating content now. And um, I think, th- honestly, I think TikTok is a big reason for like a shift in oh, yeah. social media and how we're viewing social media. Yeah. Um, like
1: everything has been TikTokified. <laughs> yeah,
0: which I I you know I really don't mind. Like I'm not. I don't. I really don't want to sit and scroll on TikTok. Yeah, all day. But I think that's part of it, too, is if more of us were to participate in social media rather than being a spectator, yeah, we will see the great benefits of this. And it really is a tool. It's a tool that you can use to just waste time. Um, yeah, you can, can actually can you curate in. the people that you follow. Right? right, you can actually make the algorithms work in your favor, which I'm
1: a huge advocate of. You know, people are like, Oh, I've held this account, and she makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> I'm like, What? Like, yeah. you You are in control of yeah. your social media feed as much as you think you're not, but it works off of the algorithm or posts that you're interacting with more That's right. so. I'm a huge, huge advocate of if you're seeing an account that makes you feel bad, unfollow it, you know, start following accounts that make you feel happy, whether that's self-help or entertainment or what have you, but curate your own feed because you absolutely can. You're in control.
0: And also, let's take a look at those triggers too. Yeah. Like, why is that account triggering something in you that caused you to to be self-conscious or feel bad, you know, because... There's something there.
1: Yeah, because it's an external thing. You know, it's not this person. It's not happening to you. It's just yeah, out there. This person doesn't know you. Exactly. This person There's, isn't doing anything to right. you. Right. And, you know, it makes you, you know, upset or what have you triggered, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a good point, too. It's kind of like look internally, too, of like, why am I feeling these feelings?
0: That's right. It's a magical time of year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. How's things been going in your business?
0: It's going, it's progressing. It's yeah. progressing. So I spent a bit of my first podcast mm-hmm. at the end kind of talking about my offerings. Yeah. I came to a realization that will shock people, perhaps,
1: or the people who know you the best. Perhaps yeah. not. <laughs> Perhaps not. Perhaps
0: they're like, yeah, we've been thinking this That's the whole right. time. Um, I, I listen to my own podcast, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people don't do because yeah. they don't like hearing their voice. Yeah. But I, I want to listen to it just to see how it, how it flows right. and everything. And I had a lot of notes when I was doing the podcast. Okay. So A, like, like... when you
1: were re-listening I to was it?
0: When I was um, recording it, okay. I had a lot of notes, mm-hmm. and I was just constantly looking at what to say next. Mm-hmm. Basically, instead of letting it flow through. Um, overall, I thought it was better than I gave myself credit for, but I I did notice I, if I am being perfectly honest with myself, which is not the easiest thing to do, yeah, it came off for me personally a bit inauthentic. Really. Um, and what I was talking about, I have positioned myself as a brand designer, mm-hmm. as someone who is like I'm here to design websites and everything. Which, by the way, like I'm still very happy with the way your website turned yeah, out. Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that that you love it and it all worked out. But I'm also like, you know. There are people out there that are web designers that are brand designers and they are obsessed with it and they are constantly making new fonts and coming up with all these things and working on colors and like doing it in their spare time, doing it for fun. And what I'm realizing is I know how to do those things. Right. I know how to come up with a brand strategy. Um, I can come up with ideas For you on social media, depending on how you want to uh, appear on social media, what your strengths are. Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing I'm not really passionate about doing like fonts and stuff all the time. Right. I'm not obsessed with it. And it's difficult coming to that realization. But I'm also early on in my entrepreneurship journey. And at this point, I'm really self-aware of what's working, what's not working. Yeah. If something's not working, why continue to progress exactly. with it? I'm not even that deep into it yet. So I was noticing, A, it's taken me a long time to just get stuff done. Right. And I think part of that is, I always come back to this term, power versus force. I like that. Um, it's based on a book by David R. Hawkins, Power Versus Force. Um, it's kind of a, not the easiest read, but yeah. I mean, just going off that concept in pure simplicity, power versus force. When you're forcing something, it takes a lot of effort
1: yeah.
0: on your part, and there's a lot of resistance involved. That's not the case with power. When you're in your power, there is no resistance. Right it's that kind of form of effortlessness. Yeah. Not meaning that you're not doing work, but that it's... it just
1: flows to you. You're in such alignment. You're in such a flow. Yeah.
0: Right? And so, I'm coming to that realization. um, Which is hard. It's it's very difficult, um, but I think it is more difficult to continue doing something That I know that I'm not just, I'm just not passionate about. I started this idea of starting a branding business because of the foundational aspect of, I know how to do this, so that is what's going to make me money. Yeah. Because I know how to do these technical skills, that's going to translate into me making money. And that's just not the case. Yeah. You know, if I'm not passionate about it, it's not going to help me make money. Right. Um, I can't build a business around that.
1: What's that saying? um, Love what you do and never work a day in your life. Like, I feel like for so many people, if I tell them that, they're like, oh, that's pie in the sky. You know, like your heads are in the clouds. But like, I don't care. Like, that is literally the goal that I'm working towards. And I think you are too. Um, So it takes a lot of strength to be like, I'm not passionate about this, you know?
0: And also I'm thinking it's taken me so long because I've been using force and I've been using so much logic mm-hmm. into building my business um, that if I just come from that place of power, things, and I know this to be true, things are starting to happen quicker than I ever thought yeah. possible. Right. Just because I'm in that alignment with my actual... Abilities, right? That doesn't mean I am negating those skills completely. Those skills are going to be useful to me, right? But here's the thing branding and stuff, great skills to have. I, I'm going to be able to apply these in a lot of uh, good ways, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm really passionate about self development. Yeah. I'm really passionate about fitness. Yeah. I'm really passionate about nutrition and the things I put in my body.
1: Which I just want to take a moment to, I posted this on my LinkedIn and I said, be careful what you say never about, because all the things that I said never about, I never wanted to be client facing. (laughs) Now I have a company where I'm literally client facing. I said, I never wanted to move to Flower Mountain. I have a house (laughs) here in Flower Mountain. you know. Um, My mom growing up, she asked if I wanted to own my own business and I said, no, I would never want to do that. And I remember when you said, I never want to post fitness content, or I'm not that guy, you know, that's that's not me. Um, but here you are realizing, you know, kind of back to what I was saying, be careful what you say never about, because those nevers may just be fear of the greater plan that you yeah. have for yourself.
0: And I'm, I'm knowing this now to be true. Yeah. You know, the, the people that I've looked at on social media and thought, wow, that's interesting, but I'm not that. Exactly. That's exactly where I'm headed. Yeah. Um, And I've also... It's almost like it,
1: your body knows, but your mind is like, that's well, scary, that's I'm trying to logic myself new. out of it. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: And I'm also being very cognizant on what people are telling me they they are interested in
1: yeah, which I like that post that you did the other day because that got me and my wheels turning and like now I want to go to my friends and family and ask them like what do you think my strengths are because I'm I want to say I'm quite in the same boat with you but I'm still kind of trying to figure out like what brings me the most joy and passion similar to you and I like what you said in your video of Pay attention to what your friends and family are saying that are your strengths and your abilities and what they come to you for. Yeah. Which I think is great advice anyone could apply.
0: Right. And a big lesson for me too on that is, and I've known this from big steps that I've made in the past. Many times the right decision, the right path, is the most unknown path. Yeah, I know. Like I've been so focused on what offering can I provide someone that is valuable enough to them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's really how I've built my own business. Okay, like let me perfect this offering first, right? Then put it out there when. I'm finding that if I focus on um, creating content around the things that I enjoy and then people responding and reacting to that with, oh, I would love help with this or how do you do this? Right. Not knowing what my offering is, I think, is something that I have... I'm starting to learn to be okay with, yeah, not knowing what my offering is going to be, um, and just focusing, and not knowing how I'm going to how provide that to that person. Right. Just focusing on creating content around things that I enjoy.
1: Enjoy. Yeah.
0: And I have this faith that by doing that, everything else is going to just naturally work out. That's what I'm finding, and I've also listening to other creators as well on how they got started with right. with um, you know, blowing up on TikTok or whatever. like the vast majority of them didn't have like this business plan all right. you know, T's crossed, eyes dotted and everything, and then went on social media and started talking about it.. Yeah. like That's it almost so never works out that way, because you have no idea what people actually want. or are interested in.
1: Well, and it's just one of those things, you just have to do it messy, you know, and just get in there. So that way you can start, one, just being more comfortable um, and kind of learning your own path. Um, And then two, like, people need your message, you know? Whether it's perfect in your eyes, they for them it's going to be perfect, you know? And that's something I constantly try to remind myself of, especially creating content like I'm so critical of it I'm like just post it just post it doesn't and we live in a time where content doesn't have to be some super produced thing out there you know it doesn't have to be any of that you can literally film a video and post it and your message will get out there and the right people will see it
0: and also listening to other creators who have gone viral the vast majority of the time they've gone viral with content that they didn't give two licks about yeah they were always like it was like the most unedited thing i just put it out there yeah. as opposed to me like you know blood sweat and tears making this video exactly so perfect it got no views. don't you
1: hate that when you put so much work into a video and sometimes those videos can take a few hours to yeah. make And then it just flops and then the one you're like, yeah, I don't know, post and you don't look at your phone. You come back later and you're like, what the heck? You're like this? this? Yeah. (laughs) That's, I mean. Right.
0: That's how it tends to work out more often than not. Yeah. And that's, trust in the magic, I think, is kind of the
1: The theme. The theme here, yeah.
0: You know, we think of, a lot of times we think of magic as something outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. or something that you pull out of a hat. Yeah.
1: I want to know what techniques or what you do personally, like going through this. I'm sure. Um, probably has taken a lot of like inner thought and insight and just like really sitting with yourself. What do you do personally when you're going through a hard time like that? Or a challenge, not a hard time.
0: I've gotten to a point where i'm very i've connected deeply to my most embodied version of myself Mm -hmm. like i know what he looks like i know how he walks i know how he carries himself he's a very powerful dude
1: so you've gotten really crystal clear on who you want to become. Yeah. Okay.
0: My most authentic version of mm-hmm. myself, and you know, there's a, there's a variety of ways I've done that. I've done mm-hmm. that through you know visualization practices, yeah. um, you know, just meditating, being really honest with myself, um, some some ceremonial work. Yeah. Um. So all is that to say is. I I I know when I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not acting like that guy. And everything's so effortless for that guy. Right. And so when I'm not when it, when things are hard for me, I know that I am out of alignment. Yeah. With that guy. And so it's it's more of just like taking a step back and being like, "Okay. How does this guy's life work?" Right. Yeah. Now? And what am I doing that's not in alignment with that?
1: I like that. I like that a lot. And that's something I feel like I've been trying to get more clear on lately of like, who is it that I'm trying to become? You know, what is it truly that I'm seeking? What emotions am I trying to feel? Um, So I like that, that you're like really crystal clear on like who you want to be, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I also come with like, like I've talked about with you before and I've, I've, I've said in videos and this doesn't just apply, this is, you know, my opinion, but this doesn't just apply to business. This applies to relationships. This applies to like lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I come back to those three words, simple, fun, and effortless, you know, simple doesn't mean easy. Right. Simple just, simple just means not overcomplicated.
1: So I have another question. Um, it was actually my Google search last night. Yeah. And I talked to you about this before the podcast that I'm seeing these signs of follow your joy, tune into joy. And I know whenever I'm seeing these phrases and words a lot, like I really need to pay attention because it's trying to tell me something. Around the time that we were trying to buy our house, I kept seeing surrender everywhere. I would literally see it everywhere. I would hear it everywhere. And then I was like, fine, okay. And then two weeks later, we found our house. So I'm hearing the same words. Well, not the same words, but the same synchronicities. I'm hearing and seeing joy, follow your joy, tune into your heart. Do you have any advice for how to do that? Because I don't personally quite know how to do that. And I was Googling it last night. I was like, and it was a lot of things that I was finding on Google, where like people who are like deeply depressed or going through a hard time, and that's not necessarily me, but I'm just trying to tune into, I guess, my joy more. Yeah. But if you've never done that before, like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) You know.
0: I think it's just a process of building the awareness. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like, um, like I I used to be a real and I, and I have my periods and you've seen them, um, where I get kind of grouchy, you know. <laughs> Chyna Chaina has you yeah. know, of course, but I used to be like that all the time. Yeah, you know, and everything was triggering to me, and I was letting those triggers completely control my life. Yeah and i started sl- and it was a process but i slowly started to become more aware of when i got triggered okay and then taking a step back and being like why why am i triggered by this yeah. cuz this is i was letting everything outside of myself affect me when i realized that that has no effect on me it's me yeah externalizing what's on the inside so and it, it was a process of like becoming more aware of of my triggers and then I could control them Yeah, and I could kind of bypass them and it became much more at ease yeah. more of the time. But as far as following your joy, I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like recognizing those moments when you are in joy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then taking, taking mental out. note of why, why am I joyful right now? Well, why am I feeling this way? Right
1: um well and i think it, like you can't just live your life passively and i think that's what a lot of people do i did it for a very long time until i've kind of i guess you could say gone on this spiritual journey lately and i've always been a spiritual person but lately it's like i've really gotten to know myself um and you can't just live your life passively like you have to really take note of Why am I feeling this or why is this happening or why is it not happening? Um, So that's some good advice whenever it comes to following your joy. I saw a TikTok last night of a girl who's an intuitive medium healer and she's like a simple way to just start listening to your body is say a yes statement that you know is true. Like I have blonde hair, you know, say that three times and where do you feel that in your body? Where do you feel your yes in your body? And then she said, say a no statement, like the sky is black, you know, say that three times. And where do you feel the nose in your body? Mm-hmm. And that really kind of made me stop and think, like, wow, I've never really thought about like my body in that way, like tuning in to that level of really listening to your inner guidance mm-hmm. and where. Where can you feel your inner guidance? Where can you feel those nudges of like, yeah. "Hey, this is this is for you. This is you know, this is your joy. This is something that you really like and yeah. go for."
0: It's like kinesiology or somatics. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our bodies are highly intelligent. Yeah, um, and th- uh, that was a big reason for me too. Um, with st- you know, um, with fitness, you yeah. know, and I feel like I can listen to my intuition is clearer if I my body is healthier. Yeah, you know. Yeah, y- we always talk about the gut feeling, or I feel it in my gut. Well, if your gut is you know not healthy, not healthy, yeah. like or what same are you with feeling? alcohol
1: too. You know, that's something I did thirty days no drinking. Um, uh, I guess it was in October or something yeah. like that, but. Also just trying to live like a more sober lifestyle, um, and navigating that, but I just feel like alcohol is one of the things that have really kind of kept me from being able to hear that inner guidance because Mm. you know, when you're three glasses of wine in, I mean you I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like you can't really you don't have clarity. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Well, and I think at the end of the day, it's like it's in, in us going through our our transitions and into entrepreneurship and all these all these drastic changes in our life is like learning how to be completely honest with ourselves yeah. is probably one is of hard. the most challenging things. Mm-hmm. Um
1: it's it's easy to lie to everyone else it's easy to lie to yourself um and it's it's very hard to confront yourself whenever you've told yourself so many lies yeah. you know because Absolutely. like that's the the scariest person to confront yeah. you know is yourself <laughs> like <laughs> like going back to that what i was saying like you know when you you go through a breakup or something and you know that this needs to happen, but like you're scared of it and you start getting those panicky feelings. Like when you start confronting yourself, you start getting those panicky feelings. Like, oh, yeah, I like, I can't believe, you know, this is happening, but you're better for it on the other side whenever you do.
0: Yeah. And you know, when you're not being your authentic self, yeah, you know it. Yeah. Um, and then we tend to, you know, With that knowledge, like try to numb it, numb it away. Exactly. You know, instead of being with it, um,
1: right? Because numbing it is easier.
0: Oh yeah, for 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 the short term, Mm -hmm. it ends up hurting you in the long term. Exactly. You know, Uh, but uh, trust in your magic because you're a magical person. Yeah. You know,
1: I think I like that.
0: What it comes down to.
1: Yeah. And we all have our, our secret sauce. We all have our, our special magic. And I think it's really life is about figuring out like what that thing is for you, you know? Exactly what you were saying in your video, you know? Like what do your friends and family come to you most for? What are your strengths, you know? As soon as you can figure that out or the sooner that you can figure that out, man, you'll be unstoppable.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And just let let go of any stories that are that are weighing you down, yeah um we can we we're in full control, yeah, that's a scary thing, yeah, but it's also a very freeing thing too and
1: i I have to remind myself of that daily, especially going through hard times, like you are creating your reality right now, you are more in control oh, yeah. than you think you are,
0: I knew I was going to be in the situation, yeah, I knew it yeah i I asked for this, yeah. I, I I really remember asking for this. Yeah. I'm gonna be in a situation where I have to really make stuff work. <laughs> I'll have no choice <laughs> yeah. but to right. figure it out. Yeah. Um and know that you're supported yeah. by in ways that you can't even explain. Imagine. You know. Right. I agree. Um so if someone wants to find you and work with you how yeah. Can they, how can they do so that? So,
1: my personal account, you can follow me at Brianna Hester and Brianna is spelled B R I E O N N A, and then my work account, you can follow me at Busy Being Social, on all platforms. Same for both personal yeah. and business, all platforms.
0: Beautiful. Yep. Well, I've enjoyed this magical conversation. Me
1: too. Yeah, this has been great.
0: Yeah. Happy holidays to everyone listening. I hope that you tuned in with some tea like we yes. did or some kombucha maybe. Yeah. No. But uh, thank you for this
1: conversation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's great.